so glad you've joined us on the ERLC podcast to explore how the Bible addresses important cultural issues pertaining to life, religious liberty, marriage and family, and human dignity, and how we can walk in wisdom for God's glory and for the flourishing of our neighbors. If you're enjoying this podcast and find it helpful, please leave a review wherever you listen. This will help more people find and benefit from what we're learning together. We are grateful for the time you take to join us for these conversations. This episode of Weekly Tech is sponsored by The Good Book Company and their new book, Beautifully Distinct, Conversations with Friends on Faith, Life, and Culture, edited by my colleague Trillia Newbell. This book brings together 15 women to discuss a wide-ranging topics on culture. You can learn more at thegoodbook.com. Hello and welcome to Weekly Tech, a technology and ethics podcast focused on navigating this digital age with wisdom. Each Monday, we dive into the most pressing and talked about technology stories in order to keep you up to date and prepared for your week ahead. Before we jump into the big story this week, I want to let you know that we'll be taking a short break for the month of July from our normal weekly briefings. On the podcast, we'll have a couple interviews throughout the month of July, as well as a special series on the Weekly Tech newsletter that you won't want to miss. You can sign up for the newsletter at jasonthacker.com slash weeklytech. For the big story this week, I want to talk about the relationship between faith and science, and specifically artificial intelligence. Often when we read or hear about AI, we probably have one of two reactions, whether it's a fear of the unknown or maybe even some level of disregard because of other seeming more pressing issues. And both reactions are understandable. AI seems like a far-off futuristic technology that doesn't really affect our daily lives. But in reality, as we've talked a lot about here on Weekly Tech, AI is all around us all the time. And for all of its tangible benefits and major promises that have been made about the technology, it really is revolutionizing our lives. Alongside a lot of these overhyped predictions about how AI is going to revolutionize our society, there is an increasing need for ethical reflection because these technologies are already driving so many of our communications tools, medical innovations, weapons of war, our economy, our office work, and even the smart devices in our homes. There are many moral concerns about how these technologies will be developed and deployed in our local communities, as well as major philosophical debates over the role of faith in the sciences. A few weeks back here on Weekly Tech, we hosted Dr. John Lennox on the podcast to talk about his new book, 2084, Artificial Intelligence, the Future of Humanity, and the God Question. You can check out that fun conversation we had in your podcast app or at jasonthacker.com slash podcast. This week, we highlight a review of his new book that I wrote for our friends at the Gospel Coalition. You can also find a link to the review in the show notes. Reading through Dr. Lennox's book, I was really struck by two of the main strengths of his argument, how he engaged the secular and naturalistic worldviews that drive so much of the conversations around AI, and his defense of Christian faith against many modern scientific worldviews. Lennox engages many of the well-known thinkers and AI experts like Yuval Noah Harari, Ray Kurzweil, Nick Bostrom, and Max Tegmark, as well as many more, while addressing many of the philosophical challenges presented to the Christian worldview. This is one of the most encouraging parts about his work because he had an emphasis on the connection between faith and science. Much of our shared scientific heritage historically is due to the pursuit of knowledge in the universe by men and women who actually believed in a rational God who had faith in a relationship with God himself. 
These faithful men and women, they weren't ashamed of their faith, and they didn't feel the need to relegate it to just a personal experience. But often the debates in our culture over faith and sciences are framed as if religious believers have this blind faith and that only the sciences are based on real reason and knowledge. But Lennox rightly rejects that, and he rightly points out that many of these worldviews like atheism and naturalism are actually working off borrowed capital from a theistic or even Christian worldviews, like reason and certain natural laws. Indeed, without reason, these other worldviews couldn't construct or grasp anything about our world in the first place. Many modern secular worldviews have attempted to drive this wedge between theism or belief in God and the sciences where no gap really exists. This whole debate reminds me of this little book that I just recently finished that I highly recommend by a Dutch theologian and ethicist named Hermit Bovink. Crossway published this first English edition of Christian Worldview just last year, and it's a really helpful read for listeners who are wanting to dive in deeper on this debate over faith and science. As Lennox rightly points out, one of the main issues of a non-theistic worldview concerns the grounding of ethics and morality. He explains that ethical formations don't evolve horizontally through some social evolutionary process, as many naturalists claim. Rather, as Christians, we know that our ethics are transcendent by nature, since we have a standard by which we base our decisions. Our moral convictions are, to a certain extent, hardwired, as Lennox says, because God, who defines good and evil, he created each of us in his likeness. Moral relativism is simply not livable if you want to be consistent. Overall, Lennox's work is a really helpful little book that I'd recommend to listeners who want to dive in deeper to some of these issues around faith and science and specifically how they engage emerging technologies like artificial intelligence. And as a reminder, you can find a link to the book as well as this book review in the show notes. In the rundown this week, we highlight four different articles that you should be aware of as you prepare for the week ahead. First up is a story on Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference that was just last week. Some of you may know that I worked for Apple for a number of years throughout my college and early seminary days. And I've followed Apple for a very long time and love seeing the innovations and the tools that they come up with. I'm definitely a hardcore Apple user despite calls from many friends and some co-workers to abandon ship for other platforms. But in case you missed it, just last week, Apple announced a number of new innovations at their developer conference that soon will be headed your way. A new iOS for our phones complete with new features like home screen widgets that make your phone look like it was invaded by your Apple Watch. Also, there's new features for our iPads, like a better experience with the Apple Pencil and tools to make your iPad more like a computer in terms of functionality. But one of the little things that was added to the Apple Watch that I found really interesting was a new hand-washing feature that tells you if you've washed your hands long enough, which is especially useful during this pandemic. But by and large, my absolute favorite part of this announcement was that my AirPod Pros finally, which I love and use all the time, are going to be, fingers crossed, finally seamlessly switching between my devices. And if you use AirPods or you've heard your friends who use them, this is a really big problem with switching between your computer and your phone and your tablet. Soon, all of our devices will be able to be updated to these new operating systems and take advantage of these new features, and later this fall, we'll likely see a new hardware debut as these software updates go live. For a complete rundown of these announcements, you can check the show notes for an article from The Verge. Next up is a report called the Cost of Privacy Report that I found really interesting that came out last week. This new report shows that many Americans actually value their privacy, or at least publicly say they value their privacy, over various conveniences. The report shows that many Americans underestimate the level of data tracking by various companies. 
Almost 42% of Americans don't think that online retailers collect data about their purchase history, and 49% don't think that the social media companies track their social media posts. Also, the report says that 84% of Americans are worried that there's too much data collection and they're worried about the ways that this data is being collected for COVID-19 containment because they think that they're going to be sacrificing too much of their personal privacy. And the last stat is 70% of Americans are actually uncomfortable with the government tracking their data and less than a quarter of U.S. respondents are willing to share their data to help various agencies like law enforcement and police. But none of these stats really surprise me, though. I think most people are semi-aware of the level of data tracking in our lives. And this is something that we as Christians should keep an eye on because we're increasingly relying on technology for our daily routines and even livelihoods. You can check out the show notes for a link to the full report. Next up is a story from Wired about an algorithm that predicts criminality based on a face that sparked a lot of furor over the last week. A couple weeks ago, we talked about the use of facial recognition and policing and the dangerous effects of bias and false positives that can lead to deadly incidents when used inappropriately, especially in policing and security. Wired reported that in early May, a press release from Harrisburg University claimed that two professors and a graduate student had developed a facial recognition program that could predict whether someone would be a criminal. The release said that the paper would be published in a collection by Springer Nature, which is a big academic publisher. The paper claimed that with over 80% accuracy and no racial bias, it said that its algorithm could predict if someone was a criminal based solely on a picture of their face. This research is supposedly based on the debunked and dehumanizing concept of what's called race science, which uses certain facial features and measurements to predict someone's innate intelligence, virtue, or even criminality. As Christians, we should completely reject this race science and these uses of artificial intelligence and facial recognition because these tools are dehumanizing and they reject the innate dignity and worth of every human being as created in God's image. While there are very good and righteous uses of facial recognition, using them to predict someone's criminality or intellect is incredibly dehumanizing. I'm afraid this type of over-reliance on technology and these false promises that are being put forth in these type of papers are going to become even more common in the days to come. This is why we must prepare now with an ethic for the digital age. Last up in the rundown this week is a story about Google employees once again demanding that Google in certain programs and contracts. You may remember that just a few years ago, Google employees demanded the company to stop working on certain AI systems with the United States Department of Defense. But this time, they're demanding that Google stop all contracts with police and border security departments over the ways that these tools can be used to surveil and even be misused in certain policing applications. Over 1,650 workers have signed on to an open letter to CEO Sundar Pichai over issues ranging from a cloud contract with Clarkstown Police Department in New York, who have been accused of illegally surveilling people at the 2015 Black Lives Matter protest, or even the company's indirect support of a sheriff's department in Arizona that has been claimed to track people who cross the U.S.-Mexican border using Google's tools. This is yet another reason that we must be thoughtful about how we use technology in this age of AI, because these tools we use and that we create have very real-world implications for real people. These tools will inevitably be used by sinful people for sinful means, and thus we need to be thinking wisely and developing these technologies with that transcendent ethic that we talked about in the big story this week. 
Well, that's it for this week. I want to thank you for listening. As a reminder, we'll be taking a short break in the month of July from our normal weekly briefings. On this podcast, we'll have a few different interviews throughout the month of July, as well as a special series on the weekly tech newsletter that you won't want to miss. You can sign up for that newsletter at jasonthacker.com slash weeklytech. And as always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. These reviews are super helpful to us and also let other people know about the podcast. You can also help spread the word about Weekly Tech by sharing these episodes with friends and colleagues on social media. I hope you have a great week and we'll be back together on August 3rd.